over the past couple of years, I've been surprised at the number of professionals that I've come across who have a LinkedIn account, but treat it as though it's some kind of burden that they just have to manage or put up with as a necessity, but not really something that they consider to be an asset. Let me start with this. If you don't have a LinkedIn.com account, you really need to get one. And secondly, if you're not using your LinkedIn account to its full potential, then we need to fix that too. I'm Michael Mack. I'm your host. Stick around. We're going to talk about leveraging your LinkedIn. I very quickly just wanted to say thank you for my listeners who've been listening for a long time. Or if you're a new listener or just listening to this podcast for the first time, thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. I started this podcast in 2018, and in December of 2018, I lost my job very suddenly, and it really threw a wrench in my life. And so I've had to put this to the side while we kind of got things reconnoitered. I'm very lucky. I have a full-time job now with a company that I really like. I really enjoy the work that I do. And enjoy the people I work with and I, I know I'm very fortunate but I felt like there's still a need for this podcast and there's still a need for communication and helping people to develop their career brand and think about what they want to do next in their life's work and that's what this podcast is about so thanks for listening and uh, I appreciate any feedback you have about the podcast if you have something that you'd liked or like to hear more about you can always reach me at getmemichaelmack at gmail.com or on my website to hear a full catalog of my past podcasts, go to getmemichaelmack.com. Thanks again. The first thing I want to talk about with your LinkedIn account is something that you may not have given much thought to or any thought to or didn't even know about, which is a custom URL for your LinkedIn. So if you did not know, your LinkedIn account does have a custom URL or website address that is assigned to you personally. This URL by default is some string of letters or numbers or combination therein that doesn't make any sense, but it's generated by LinkedIn for you. It probably includes your name for searching and indexing uh, reasons. More importantly, you can change that URL to be any URL that should be customized to you personally. And I'm can't believe the number of people who either don't know that you can customize your URL or don't know why you would want to. And so I'm going to walk this through with you very quickly so that way you can hopefully appreciate why you might want to customize your URL on LinkedIn and how it might benefit you uh, for your resume and job search or your career path. So first of all, uh, what is a customized URL? So my URL for my LinkedIn page is linkedin.com slash in slash get me Michael Mack. Now that URL is for me only. So if you type in to your web browser, linkedin.com slash in slash link slash get me Michael Mack, you will find me. Now my custom URL could be my first name, last name. It could be my first name, middle initial, last name. It could be my first letter of my first name, last name, or any combination therein. I chose my URL to be Get Me Michael Mack because that's my brand. My brand is Get Me Michael Mack. All my social media accounts are Get Me Michael Mack, my website, my email address, etc. So for me, having a custom URL for Get Me Michael Mack made the most sense to me. But for your purposes, if you're an individual that's not trying to brand yourself as an entity like I am, you may just want to choose your first name, last name. 
Now, let's assume for a second that you have a somewhat common last name, like Jones or Smith or Brown, and you're looking for Angela Brown or Scott Jones or something along that. It's very likely that your name will be already taken as a custom URL on LinkedIn. It's, there may even, in fact, be another Michael McAteer out there that has LinkedIn.com slash in slash Michael McAteer. I don't know. I've not tried. If that's the case, don't be discouraged. You can always add some other character to your name that would help differentiate you from the other people that are not you that people may be searching for on LinkedIn. So first of all, and most importantly, get a custom URL. It is so very important because it will help differentiate you from other people with the same name that you have. You don't want for uh, people to be searching for you on LinkedIn. Find someone else with the same name as you have and not be sure if it's you or not. That's happened and you don't want it to happen to you. So the best way to uh, certify yourself on LinkedIn and to ensure your identity and that people find you is to give yourself a custom URL. It's 100% free, it's easy to do, and I'd highly re recommend that you do it. The second thing that you should do to improve your LinkedIn profile, if you've not already, is to give yourself a strong title. So on your LinkedIn profile, to have your first name, last name, and it'll have some descriptor of who you are to the world. And I've seen all kinds of things that people have put for their description, which are either inaccurate or inflated or underinflated. In some cases, they give a description of themselves that really does not calculate their true worth and value. So put some thought into that. Put some thought into how you want people to perceive you when they're approaching your LinkedIn page. What kind of title do you think best describes who you are to the world? What title, not necessarily even a job title, but a title that you ascribe to yourself of how you want to be seen? You know, the old adage to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. This is your opportunity to put a title out there that maybe you gave yourself. I knew one lady on LinkedIn who gave herself the title of Jedi Master. And it seemed kind of funny, but if you got to know her, you would know that her title should be 100% Jedi Master. She is a Jedi Master, it's for sure. Uh, simply because she's a Star Wars fan, but she's also a really cool lady. So think about that. Give yourself a strong title that's fitting to you, that's accurate of you, that represents you, represents your value and worth and your skill set. And if you're not sure what your title should be, ask someone that you trust. Ask a colleague, ask your spouse, ask a close friend um, what they think. Bounce it off someone else. Sometimes it's hard for us to see our own value and what our title should be. Uh, sometimes asking someone else can be a, a real good in, uh, indicator of how we should look or how we want to be seen. The next thing that you want to do and make sure that you have is a good headshot of yourself on LinkedIn. Make sure that you have a good representative and professional picture of yourself for your profile. Again, you don't spend any time on LinkedIn to see pictures of people that you think, was this the only picture that you have of yourself? Why would you use this picture of you to represent yourself professionally online? This is a terrible picture. Uh, I don't know why. If some people are just don't feel like they have time to get a good picture of themselves. They don't like the way they look or what have you, but it is so important. I read some time long ago that um, as humans, we make snap judgments about people within the, the first microseconds of meeting them. The first time we lay eyes on somebody, within the first two or three seconds at most, we have determined a plethora of things about that individual psychologically, whether they are trustworthy, 
whether they are open, whether they are honest, whether they are attractive, whether they're listening, whether they're approachable, whether they're mean, all kinds of things. And so that same kind of transference of impression can be made of your profile picture, of your headshot. And so if you have a bad headshot, if you have a shot of yourself that is not flattering or that you had to crop somebody else out of the picture uh, in order to you know, make the cut, that's not going to do. You need to make sure that you have a picture of yourself that really represents who you are professionally and how you want the world to see you. You have 100% control over this picture and you should be taking ownership over how you look on your LinkedIn page. Um, a couple tips. One, I've seen pictures that people have taken themselves at parties because they're dressed up, they have their hair done, they have their makeup done, and they think, I look really great in this picture. And I agree, you look great in that picture at that party. But unless you party for a living, that may not be the best look for you for your professional uh, attire. So consider that too. Consider the setting that you're in, considering the outfit you're wearing, considering the lighting Everything matters in that headshot. So make sure that you put a lot of thoughtful indication into that and that you give yourself um, a lot of latitude to think about your portraiture. One thing that uh, I learned in art school was that in portrait painting, everything matters. So if the person is standing, if they're sitting, if they're close up, if they're far away, if you can see their full body, if you can only see their upper torso, if you can only see their bust, Whatever it is, if they're facing towards you, if they're facing away from you, everything in a portrait matters. So treat your headshot as though it's an official portrait of you to the world, because essentially it is. Most people who are going to be looking for you professionally will be looking for you on LinkedIn, and that may be the only snapshot they have of you. So make sure that that snapshot they have of you is accurate and representative of how you are. Think about your posture. Think about your outfit. Think about how you're angling yourself. Think about how you're holding yourself. Think about how you're holding your eyes. Are you smiling? Are you making eye contact? Are you, you know, uh, sitting down? Are you standing up? All these things matter. So think about it. Put a lot of intention into it because it really does matter. You only get a, one chance at a first impression. Two more things I would say. Uh, one is an argument for a professional photographer and one is not. I have a friend whose full-time living is taking headshots of professionals. That's how she makes her living. She meets with people, uh, mostly on Craigslist, I believe, who need headshots. Actors, uh, realtors, lawyers, professionals of all sorts that need a professional picture of themselves. And she goes through a whole process with them with, for about 30 minutes where she interviews them to decide what the best setting would be for them. Should it be indoor or outdoor? What kind of outfit should they wear? how they should have their makeup, what kind of lighting they will use, all kinds of things go into it. And she doesn't charge very much for the service, but again, you can see that as a professional, she has insights as to what their appearance should look like for this headshot that they may not have for themselves. And through that interview process, she can gain a lot of insights as to how they would best show themselves in that picture. So that's an argument for using a professional headshot photographer. There may be an instance where you need to have a professional work with you to tell you, no, you really should be wearing a suit, or maybe you should be wearing a sport coat with an open collar, or maybe we should be shooting this outdoors. Maybe that's more indicative of who you are. All kinds of things. Uh, alternatively, the headshot that I use for all of my social media and my online persona is a picture that my wife took of me 
while we were in Soho, New York City, uh, maybe two years ago. And all we did was she grabbed my camera, which I have a decent Canon camera, digital camera, and I went to different locations that stood against walls and just she just photographed me. We took probably 60 or 70 pictures that day. And we went through them and we found the best two or three that I thought looked like me and looked the way that I wanted to represent myself to the world. And that's the picture that I use. And I'm very happy with it. Now, I say that because although I'm a professional communication specialist and I'm a branding expert and I'm an artist, my wife is not. She is not known for taking good pictures. So that's nothing against her. But what I'm saying is that sometimes, you know, it, you don't have to pay a fortune in order to get a good picture, too. Sometimes if you take a bunch of pictures on a nice day and you're wearing your best outfit and you feel good about yourself, you can capture that moment, capture your spirit in that picture in a way that you want to be represented to the world. But spend the time, invest in that headshot, and make sure you get a good picture of yourself because it's how you'll be seen to the world. So far, we've talked about your appearance and how you appear online through your URL, through your title, and through your headshot. All these things are very important into leveraging your LinkedIn to ensure that you represent yourself optimally online professionally into the world. But that's only half the story. We're not just judged on how we look as to whether or not we can do the job, right? Obviously, appearance matters in choosing a candidate for position based on if they, we feel that they're competent and representative of the job that we may be hiring for or applying for. Also, a lot of what goes into what determines whether or not you will get hired is your skill set. And fortunately, LinkedIn has a place for you to add specific skills that you have. This is another area that I see people kind of phoning it in, and they may add some skills to their skill set, but is not really indicative of their true skills, or they're not really nurturing that skill set to ensure that it is up to date and being maintained. Hopefully, professionally, you are gaining new skills all the time, and you're gaining new skills on the job as you learn more and are able to do more. How often are you updating your skill set to ensure that those skills are transferred onto your LinkedIn.com profile? Make sure that your skill set is accurate and up to date. Does it have everything that you are able to do? Does it have a complete picture of your skills? Are there soft skills in there as well as hard skills? By which I mean a hard skill would be I'm proficient in Microsoft Office. That is a, a, a software that I'm proficient in. Or I'm proficient in Adobe uh, creative Cloud, that's a hard skill. A soft skill would be, I'm a good public speaker, or I'm a good editor, or I'm a good writer, or I'm a good teacher, things like that. Other skills that also are very important when choosing candidates that may not necessarily show or look like they're, they're that important to you may be very important to the person who is hiring or who's looking to fill position. So don't shortchange yourself don't just put in the basic skills that you think you possess. Make sure that you give a complete picture. Maybe you have a skill set at using a particular tool or a machine or a skill set that requires a license. Is that licensed skill set listed? Do you have skill sets for advanced technology that you have uh, trained on or certification in? Make sure those are listed because it all counts. Everything counts when someone is looking at your LinkedIn profile, either as a colleague as a hiring professional, as a headhunter, whatever the capacity, 
you want to give the best and most complete picture of yourself on your LinkedIn profile. So double check your skills. Make sure that the skills are up to date and accurate and current and they reflect what your real capability is. Another area of the LinkedIn platform that I think is a little overlooked is the interests category. Interests are the people, organizations, companies, and brands that you can follow on LinkedIn. They will show publicly on your profile as places that you are uh, interested in. Typically, your interests want to be things that are professionally relevant to you and to your field and to your expertise. So for example, if you're a psychologist, then you probably want to be following the American Psychological Association or Psychology Today magazine, or maybe a leading psychologist in the field, or a school of psychology, uh, like a Harvard School of Psychology or what have you, that is known as being an institution for leading uh, psychological research. This is important for two reasons. One, the things that you are interested in or the things that you have interests in your LinkedIn profile will project content into your timeline, meaning that when you're scrolling through, you won't just be seeing the content of your associates and colleagues on your LinkedIn profile. Also, the groups, organizations, and high-level individuals that you're following will also show up in your stream. This is great because then as you go through and you're liking things or giving things thumbs up or commenting or sharing content, you're commenting, sharing, and liking content from the highest level in your industry or field. I, for example, am following a number of media outlets regarding um, advertising and social media and design because that's my area of emphasis and focus. I'm also joining a couple of LinkedIn groups for digital marketing professionals where other like-minded people like myself are sharing information, best practices and tips that I can use for my clients or for my own work with the business and to further uh, educate myself as to what's happening in my field. Lastly, interests are important because they're public. If somebody is searching your profile, they can see what your interests are and maybe to do something about you. They may see that your interests also have a personal turn. Maybe you're following your college that you graduated from, or you're following local businesses, or you're following nonprofit organizations that matter to you. These can all be important and instructive in showing where your values are, where your attention is, and what is most relevant to you professionally on a public sphere. The last thing I want to talk to you about for your LinkedIn profile, and could be arguably be the most important, is your articles. Did you know that you can publish articles to your LinkedIn profile just like you would a private blog? The difference between a LinkedIn article and a blog entry is that if you write a private blog, you have to write the blog, publish your blog, advertise your blog, hope that somebody finds your blog, reads your content, and appreciates it, and then associate that back to you. That's all good and worthwhile. But a LinkedIn article is even better because this is where people already are. They're already on LinkedIn. They're already reading content, which is industry-specific and relevant. And if you have industry-specific and relevant content, all the better. So on your LinkedIn page, you can submit an article complete with graphics, hyperlinks, different media texts, the works. Anything that you could put on a blog, you can put on a LinkedIn article. Nice thing about this, too, is that the article does show up as part of your profile, 
and anybody can read your articles, complete with analytics, and it will show you over time how many people have read your articles or viewed them. This is a wonderful service for you because it shows a couple things to somebody who is a potential or future employer. One, it demonstrates that you are a competent writer. You can string thoughts together in a coherent and sequential way and that you obviously have some interest in your industry. Two, it shows that you have some kind of knowledge of the industry, which could be personal, could be academic, could be uh, cutting edge, could be a concern you have about the future of your industry or the way that things are moving. It could be citing research that was recently done and your thoughts on the said research. It could have a point of view. All of these things are possible, but it gives another way to differentiate you from your competition in your field. Another way for you to showcase that you have specific talent and skill set for what you do. No matter what your field is, you have something to say. So I definitely make use of that. Write an article and then post it and ask for some colleagues for some feedback. It doesn't have to be very long. It doesn't have to be very complicated. It doesn't have to have a bunch of charts or graphs or external links or anything. I would add those if they're relevant. If you have some external sites that you can reference, some secondary sources that you can cite, all the better. That strengthens your argument. But if you don't, and you just want to write an opinion piece about something to do with your professional experience or industry, which may be relevant, interesting, and potentially entertaining to someone else, I say go for it. If over time you find that your article doesn't quite have the same sizzle or meaning as it did when you first posted it, you can always take it down. It'll be gone. So there's no harm in posting an article if you find over time it doesn't work for you, it doesn't serve you as well. It can always be deleted. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there in the best light. Okay, that's what I have for your LinkedIn segment. So I hope that you have found this information useful. I hope that you will take it to heart. Go back into your LinkedIn account with a renewed sense of vigor and uh, striving. Try to make that LinkedIn profile your living resume. That's the way I think of LinkedIn as being a living resume where you can go in there anytime, day or night. It's open 24 hours a day. doesn't require you to send it to anybody. And you never know who's looking. You never know who's out there searching for someone. They could be searching for you. Or you might be searching for a future opportunity. And investing in that time in yourself and in your LinkedIn profile today is a great, great use of your time. There's no downside to investing in yourself and making sure that your profile, your professional profile, looks, reads, and sounds as most accurately like you as possible. So go forth and do. Put the time in. Make sure that you uh, get a good headshot, a good strong headline, good content, good interests, get a recommendation or two from a colleague, and then write an article. If you want to direct message me on LinkedIn and send me your profile, I'll be happy to look at it and give you my feedback. I'm at linkedin.com slash in slash get me Michael Mack. I'm on there. Reach out to me. Email me at getmemichaelmack at gmail.com or you can visit me on my website, getmemichaelmack.com. I'll be back next time with uh, another segment. Again, I'm always open to your feedback and comments about what you think, about what you've heard or your experience. And until next time, be careful out there.